Coming up today on the show, we have a lot of news to go over. We have a lot to talk about. That's coming up today on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Traveling with the Mouse. This is episode 287 for Friday, October the 2nd, 2020. I am your host, Jason, and I will be joined today by my esteemed co-host. First of all, we have Adam. What's up, everybody? Hey, Adam. Hi. And we have John. If you can't bite, don't growl. (laughs) Wise words. Yeah. Wise words, very much. I could sing the whole song if you would like. Actually, I could sing the whole show. I think if you would like. All right, so let's mm, let's. That's let's today's to episode. Show. Is is John singing the show? <laughs> the Country Bears. You regular Don Juan. Yeah, maybe it's going to be YouTube material. I'm going to go through and sing the Country Bears the same way that Shane uh, did the uh, World Showcase melody or medley. Um, mm, that would be good. On. <laughs> right. Maybe we should just get Shane on to do some uh, music for us. You know. Yeah, that might not be a bad idea. So, it's going to be, uh, I think, a fairly somber episode this week. Quite somber news coming out of Disney. But before we get to that, I wanted to ask, is anybody going to Disney World this week? Nope. Uh, let's see, this week? No. be crazy to do so, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Next week would be really crazy. Yeah, like holiday if, weekend. Especially if you've been talking this whole time about not going. Oh, yeah, for sure. COVID and all. What would you call someone that was like that and then decided to um, go to Disney after all? I think the term is hypocrite, something like that. So that's going to be the name of this episode. Jason is a hypocrite because oh, okay. I did, in fact, book a trip to Disney World. Let's just put it this way. I've had a, as like everyone, we've had a very rough time. It's been a rough couple of weeks. And Disney, I feel, has been doing a good job with the mask compliance, and there has been zero outbreaks. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to go. You thought it was all right, Adam, and give it a shot. Hopefully mm-hmm. not making a mistake. But if I see things that make me uncomfortable, I just won't do those attractions or stay in that area. But we'll get to more about my trip at the end of the episode, where I will break down what Jason the Hypocrite is going to be doing. What you can expect. And then, of course, we'll get to have a trip report. But if you are planning, if you're a local in the area or you're also making a trip for the Columbus Day weekend, come say hi. I'll be in the parks Thursday through Monday starting next week with a bazillion other people for that weekend. <laughs> well, from the looks of things. I don't know about a bazillion, but... Well, I, well, I don't think it'll be a bazillion. I mean, it'll be, what, 20, 25% capacity, and I think... I think studios will be at capacity every day, and they might reach capacity at Magic Kingdom one of the days, I would imagine. Well, rumor has it that they're up to 50% capacity, but that's the rumor anyway. Like they're already at 50%? Yeah, that the capacity's been bumped up to around 50%. I think they've bumped it up without telling anyone. That's my opinion. I don't know that it's 50, but it's definitely more than than it was. I don't know if that's correct. Because in the latest touring plans email where they are updating the crowd calendars, based on what they are measuring with the ride exits, they haven't increased the capacity of any of the rides. So Mm -hmm. to go from 25 to 50%, they would need 
more places for people to go because those, even at the 25% mark, those lines stretched out to infinity because of the social distancing. So I don't think they can make a 50% jump. They would need a lot more things open for that. Well, they have a tendency during the slower months or slower times, decrease capacity on rides anyway. So, I mean, if they're going to go to 50%, they need to run both elevators on Tower of Terror. They need to run all the sides of every attraction. They're already limiting how many people get in each elevator, and they're not running all the shafts. Right. Well, the wait times have increased since, Mm -hmm. certainly since I went. But we also know they weren't at capacity then. The only days they've been, quote, at capacity was, what, Labor Day? At whatever capacity is. Right. I mean, there were some (laughs) days Hollywood Studios was full, but they would just add more to it. So uh, to me, that says they're increasing the capacity by adding more, especially annual pass holder availability. Yeah. I think early on that was them shifting because I think first priority, they want to make sure if anybody's booking a resort stay, they get to go to the parks. And then as those don't sell, they're going to put it back in the pass holder pool. And they're also staggering the pass holder pool because pass holders can only get what three at a time. If they're not on property, pass holders don't want to say, Oh, I can't go for another three weeks because they're all gone. One thing I was going to say though, when you're talking about the, you, you said the touring plans numbers and I looked at some of the ones you had posted about what numbers they had put there. And honestly, for this time of the year, that's not too terribly far off from normal though that they would put norm number wise the yeah thing. they're about normal but the yeah. way that they come up with the numbers is your wait time at an attraction Correct. so that means they're yeah. still they basically um based on their article they estimate that attractions are running a lot of them are running at about 50 percent, 40 to 50 percent capacity true capacity right. so when you see standard standard wait times that means that attraction is double its wait time the other thing that you have to factor in is there is no fast pass which means everybody's now in the standby line which also changes everything up yes and disney has been known or i've accused them of this in the past is they're engineering it so that no matter what time of the year you go you wait approximately the same and that's what they've been doing anyway so it's no surprise that they found a way to do that even during a pandemic so (laughs) Yeah. Well, I can just go ahead and say, we don't have to jump to the end for this, but my strategies are obviously going to be try to catch things at rope and try to catch things towards the end of the day. And during the middle of the day, do things that aren't that popular. Are you you going to find yourself watching or looking at something like, say, for instance, touring plans to see when weights dramatically drop, like those little gaps? Are you going to be looking to try and catch those type of things too? Uh, I don't know if that's going to be my goal. My goal, okay. my goal is to be there because yeah, well. I don't think this is the time to go on a mission and ride everything um, and, do all and ride everything. This isn't the time to go. If this is your only Disney trip, I'm going as someone who has been a lot and just the act of being there. Like if I went to magic kingdom, now my five-year-old son will be upset but if it was just yeah. me and I went to Magic Kingdom and I went went to the Tiki Room and I went to the Jamboree and I sat on Main Street 
and looked at the castle for an hour and went home, I'd be fine. Oh, okay. So that's kind of like your top three things right there. I was just about to ask, I was like, you know, if you had to just lay it out, what are the, if you just said, this is the things that I have to do. So the have to do's, we have to bring in the fact that my son's going, of course. There are basically three priorities for this trip, and they won't even happen until the end towards the Saturday, Sunday. Space Mountain, because he is now tall enough to ride the 44-inch rides. Space Mountain is a priority. Also now on the table that he has never ridden is Expedition Everest and Flight of Passage. I don't see too much issues with the last two because Animal Kingdom, they haven't even up the estimated crowd size for those. Nobody wants to go to Animal Kingdom, apparently, and I love it. But it's because it's such a short hours, I guess. People see, think it's a waste or something. I don't know. But Maybe. Maybe it's a waste of a day. Like, see it that way. Yeah, but I, I plan on roping Space Mountain on our Magic Kingdom day and then maybe trying to catch it late. <laughs> so... That said, at least I am going to give Disney some money during this time. Disney giveth and Disney taketh away. I will say the update for the week on my annual pass refund is that as of the day that we are recording this, I have received my annual pass refund. And I received it from, as it showed up on my credit card statement, I sent this to you guys. It came up as Epcot Guest Relations, right? Yeah. So apparently Epcot decided to give me the money, uh, not just Disney. It was Epcot specifically. There's like, you know, all that food and wine money that Jason spent, we sh- we're going to give him a little bit of that back. But <laughs> your pass <laughs> refund delayed the opening of Ratatouille by two weeks. So thanks for that. Well, you're welcome. Uh, That's what it was. Delayed it? Did yeah. it have an opening date? <laughs> yeah. Well, now it, now it doesn't because they had to give Jason all his money back. So like, dang, yeah. well. I must Can't have missed when that yet. was. Well, they haven't announced it yet because they keep having to give money back. So. Oh, okay. That's what it is. It was. Well, I'm, I'm just glad I got the money back. <laughs> this wasn't the order, but I'll jump into that news story first. Yeah. For people who have canceled their annual passes, either let them expire or canceled mm-hmm. post-pandemic. So if it happened after the parks closed, you can call up the pass holder line and ask to get a new pass, and they will allow it. I did call this line to find out more information because I am actually in that boat. I have not bought a new pass. In fact, the process is as you call, and they check that you're qualified, and they ask, would you like a callback from the support team to talk about your options? I have not yet received that callback. In the interim, I've done the math, and I think unless I'm going to just make this a regular occurrence between now and the end of the year, and I don't, it doesn't make sense yet to get a new annual pass, but you would pay full price for a brand new annual pass and it would not activate until your first park use. So for those of you that canceled, think you're going to go back eventually and might want to lock it in before Disney raises the price when they reopen annual passes, this might be your chance, right? Because then then yeah. you have it in the bank for when right. you decide to go back. But obviously you don't get the discount for renewing because it's not renewing, it's buying a new pass it's buying a new pass that's right yeah my situation's different i wonder if they would allow me to buy a pass for my youngest son because he just became old enough to that's my dilemma is i don't want to waste money on tickets for him when i would eventually buy a pass anyway for him i would call the pass holder line for that one i mean you already have a family full and be like my son just turned three 
let me buy. They, they'd probably they, they'd probably allow it if, if they're, they're allowing probably... people to bypasses. They they'd probably figure it out for you because it's money. I mean, they're not going to reject the money, right? I would think. Well, the the only reason that they are restricting it is they don't want too many of these floating around when they're limiting capacity, right? Um, because then people gonna are going to start complaining the... they can't get in, right? Right? Yeah, it's going to jam up the reservations. And, and the other thing is, is there's possibly i'm assuming they're trying to mitigate against down the line when there's going to probably be some class action suit saying that you know the passes are 1195 dollars for full price right if you're yeah, out of state you can't park hop and um you can't park hop and all these things and so we should get a refund for the value of park hopping right yeah or those kind Something, of things yeah. right yeah so those things are probably coming yeah <laughs> so Let's get to the big news to start yeah. our new segment here. Uh, the, the reason we're so somber is this week Disney Parks announced that they will be laying off 28,000 cast members in their Parks Experiences and Products division, which includes, of course, the Disney Parks, includes things like Adventures by Disney and the Cruise Lines. 28,000, that's mm. a lot of people. Yeah, Imagineering, too, apparently. Imagineering is also part of it, too. Yeah. yeah. Let's read the statement. Josh DeMauro sent out an email to all employees saying that this was coming. And over the last couple of days, I have seen a lot of Twitter posts as people are getting the call that they have been laid off. So far, they have only laid off the non-union members, and they are still in negotiations with the unions on the union members. Some people are being laid off immediately. Some people are being laid off in December. But basically, the statement by Josh DeMauro lays a lot of the blame on, of course, COVID-19, but says things like it was exacerbated in California by the state's unwillingness to lift restrictions that would allow Disneyland to reopen. So they are trying to pin this a little bit on California specifically, although these are affecting all the parks, not just Disneyland. Yeah, right. You can't blame it all on California. Right. The reason this is happening is we can't go back to normal because we did not do what was needed to get this thing under control to start with. That's the real reason we're in this spot. We knew cuts were going to come at some point, and we pretty much expected cuts here because it's the end of the fiscal year. But it is hard to hear 28,000. I mean, that's a lot of people, even if they say a lot of them are part-time or even if they were already on furlough, just think about that. that, that uh, even if they were on furlough, they were contributing to their health care plan. So 28,000 people, yeah. potentially, some of them may not have had health care through Disney, but 28,000 people are looking for health care in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, that's the very sad thing about this. Yeah, it is incredibly sad. And I think we're going to see an impact for sure on the product, which is why, I mean, Disney needs people to come back, though to spend money so they can't have too much of an impact on the product and i also think that if we do get this under control and we do get a vaccine and things start getting back to normal by the middle of next year one year from today we will be just past you know the day that we're recording this is the 49th anniversary of disney world so yep. one year from today if they are having a 50th anniversary celebration i don't think we'll have 28,000 cast members back but they're going to hire back, hopefully, by this time next year. I know that's a long time away, but some people are like, Disney is never going to be the same. They're they're going to cut all this entertainment forever. I think eventually it will come back. I don't think they're like saying, no, we're not doing this stuff ever, ever again. 
Well, they waited as long as they possibly could before making these cuts. That in itself says that they didn't want to. And I mean, they're not just being heartless or anything here. They're being slightly heartless, but the thing is, is they are a publicly traded company. So I'm not defending them. I'm just saying if you expected anything else from them, then you maybe needed to be a little bit more skeptical, right? Yeah. Like if you thought that they had your best interest at heart, then this is a rude awakening to how ruthless corporate America is and how important it is to have safety nets and things that help whenever unfettered capitalism runs its course. I mean, the unfettered capitalists would say this will ultimately correct itself in the long term, but 28,000 people are wondering, how am I going to pay rent? How am I going to pay for healthcare? So in, in one sense, I'm mad. In the other sense, I'm saying, well, this is what happens. I mean, this is the society we currently live in with a publicly traded company. They are going to make this decision. And it's not like we should act surprised that they're going to do what's in the best interest for their bottom line, given the type of environment we live in. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's, they have to stay in business and they have to keep the shareholders. I I was going to say happy, but they have to answer to the shareholders. They do. So we we talked about this last week too, though, with the Swan Dolphin story that we knew more things were going to come like this. The Swan Dolphin laying off a, a lot of people too, and we knew it was going to come from the Disney side. It was just a matter of time, and I think the the fiscal year starting October one is why it's happening now. I would like to believe that they're probably not going to have another giant cut yeah. like this right in like anytime soon i think it would have to be sustained for another at least six months yeah i think this was let's rip the band-aid off and let's do it now and then we'll hire people back as we can right the reality is this isn't going to change anytime soon as far as the capacity restrictions and the limiting of all the different things so there's a lot of cast members that they just don't have a job for them right now because they have to limit everything so the reality is it's not going to change anytime in the near future so hopefully like you said a year from now maybe we can say that they're hiring a lot of people back but they just can't do it right now they can't and and if you are a cast member we feel for you whether you actually get laid off or not i know this is this is tough um, like just waiting to find out if you're you're one of the ones isn't is bad and then if you are laid off Definitely our hearts go out to you, and we hope that you can find something else soon. Yeah, um, I know that there's basically nobody hiring in the entertainment in Orlando complex, but, you know, hopefully there is some sort of relief for you. Maybe from, you know, the federal government would be nice as well. Yeah, who knows. But just hopefully, you know, things will improve and you can get back to Disney as well, so... That would be ideal, but... Let's go through the breakdown of what we've got. We understand that we've heard that 6,700 of those layoffs are going to be non-union employees from Walt Disney World. That is a significant portion of the Disney World cast member population. And I've seen posts of people from all levels, you know, including people that look like they might have even been working right now. So I don't think it's just furloughed people, of course, that are getting laid off. I mean, they're getting rid of people who have been working too. Yeah. 
The other thing is that they broke it down by the departments. They let go of some people from resort offices. They let go of a lot of people all around the resort. Some from Disney's Magical Express and costuming. So Disney World's taking a 6,700 job hit. The Walt Disney Imagineering, this is one that's, I think, going to really be one of the ones that's going to be a a long time hurt for the creativity of the company. 400 Walt Disney Imagineers to be laid off. And this is not the first time Imagineering has been gutted during tough times, right? And they have always rebounded. But this is going to have an impact on future projects, no doubt, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, Walt Disney Imagineering is a dream job. And yeah. it's a set of skills that's really invented for Walt Disney. So yeah. I just hope that they can get everybody back. Yeah, when I heard about Imagineering, what was it, 411 Imagineers, I was wondering how many Imagineer cast members are there? It just made me wonder, like, how, what percentage of the Imagineering department is this? Is this some Imagineers that we may know, you know? Well, it's not Joe Rody. Right, right. I wasn't thinking or that, but I'm just curious. Range. Right, but are there some that maybe we've seen before that have worked kind of on the side of a project well, that sure there's got to be somebody whose work we've enjoyed at some point in time that we just didn't know who they were well i saw one person on twitter i don't remember who it was and i don't think i knew which imagineer it was but they said nearly everyone they worked with at wdi when they were there is now gone nearly mm. all of them wow. so yeah it's stuff from people we know probably stuff that's in active development and just like, I mean, we watched the Imagineering story. Yeah. It's been gutted. Before. Big yeah. time before. It's happened, like gutted, yeah. gutted, like just relegated off. And I just hope they are able to come roaring back yeah. sooner rather than so, later. According to this, there's around 1,300 employees on, in the Imagineering Research and Development Department. So, that's, so that was like uh, a third of them. Yeah. That's a lot. Well, the travel industry in general is is shrinking by at least 30 to 40% somewhere in that neighborhood, depending on where you are and what you're doing. But it's going to be a lot smaller of an industry for the next three to five years minimum, right? I mean, it's yeah. just not going to come back that quickly. So, Well, I, I, I think there is some potential for some quick rebound as long as this recession doesn't expand too widely you know i know the stock market's back up but stock market is not the economy as kai Rizdal would say at marketplace unemployment is still not good and the employment rate of the working class is not great a lot of people at the top have not been affected as it always seems to happen and that's not good for our long-term economy so if we, but if we can keep enough of those top of the economy, upper middle class going, the moment that travel is safe, they're going to just rush to it. And hopefully that'll help bring some of this back. Because I think if the folks have the money when this is over, people are just going to go hog wild on travel. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, as long as they can, can afford to go, yes, I think people are going to do it. Right, that's what I'm saying. The recession can't trickle too much farther because, as yeah. we're going to see later, I mean, we can go ahead and, and mention this. This isn't in the the news we saw, but I've seen a rumor on Twitter that all of the All-Star Resorts cast members have been laid off. 
And mm-hmm. that's just evidence that, that Disney is thinking our way back is through the deluxe, through the the folks spending a lot of money. Yeah, We're not going after the value vacationers in the rebound. Well, I can already assure you at the prices I've seen, that's not going to happen for me as far as the deluxe resorts go. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, that's, that was my complaint looking at the discounts, quote-unquote, of the <laughs> deluxe Diz resorts. Discounts. That's pretty good. Yeah, the discounts weren't that great, and I have a trip booked currently in the future, but it's at a uh, off off property hotel, it's a good neighbor hotel. I, so. I think you know I've usually been there with you, uh, good neighbors, and I've only ever done one deluxe so far, which was Animal Kingdom in a uh, one bedroom, and we had five people and an infant in there. We had you know the max, but for this upcoming hypocrite trip with the short park hours. I really just wanted the the resort. So I'm going to yeah. Yacht Club. So I'm paying the exorbitant prices. I'm helping Disney out as much as I can here, right? Yeah. I, I just, I've never stayed at Yacht Club. I've yeah. never, and I've just always wanted to. It's like Yacht Club and Polynesian. Never stayed at either. Want to stay at both. Obviously not staying at Polynesian until it <laughs> until reopens. It's done, yeah. And, yeah. Well, I was going to say Yacht Club still not as bad as the... Monorail resorts, apparently, they think those are made out of gold nowadays. But I, I yeah. think the only monorail, with Polynesian being like it is, I would definitely not stay at the Grand Floridian. The The contemporary has some value because of the walking distance. And I, I think, like you've said, Adam, it's got the best food. Yeah. You have to walk the not, least at yeah. contemporary. <laughs> that's my yeah, thing. That's my, that's my choice. But. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. There's some servers that I've had multiple times at Ohana that I'm assuming have been laid off as well. It's very upsetting because you just don't know if you'll ever see them again, you know? And those kind of cast members can make your vacation better, seeing somebody you've seen before and, you know, right. they've done something nice for you before or something like that. And it's, it's, I mean, I've heard that, that, yeah, they're laying off whole portions. There's also been reassigning people like crazy. I I, I know that I read one person's um, anecdotal story of an animal keeper getting reassigned to work the land. Oh, okay. Like move from Animal Kingdom to the land pavilion. You know, they're just shuffling people, trying to make it happen. Yeah. Laying a bunch of people off. But yeah, I mean, a lot of the entertainment at these resorts is getting cut. So I guess that's an, another story But as we keep going through what's what's going. This sort of, before the big news hit, one of the first cuts was leaked when the Grand Floridian Orchestra received yeah. their notice that they're no longer going to be yep. needed. After uh, 32 years, they were there on the opening day of the Grand Floridian, if I understand correctly. Mm-hmm. And they are now gone. The performers at the Polynesian have all been cut. Yep. Yeehaw Bob is gone yep. Yep. from Port Orleans. So basically the resort entertainers are no more. Yeah. At least for, for the foreseeable future. I'm assuming those shows will come back and they're just going to have to hire a whole bunch of new people. So I'm assuming right. the polish may not be there when they do eventually come back because they're going to have to train everybody back up. They're not going to have the experience. Yeah. And that's what I was wondering. Like the Grand Florida Orchestra, they may disband and go do their own things separately so they may not ever get them back the the original group is what i'm saying but i think eventually i think the plan is they will bring back the live music at least i hope they do i hope that's the plan but i would think guest demand is going to 
outweigh that and eventually they're going to bring those these things back i don't think they're just going to cancel the luau forever i think that will come back too but like you said they're going to have to retrain people and if they can't get all the same people back and so for now it's just look we can't we have to cut the cost we can't do these shows anyway so we have to cut back and eventually these people will come back or new entertainers will come back at some point did you see i mean the resorts there are some deals by the way in the resorts Priceline deals that are like the last minute deals where you don't know what hotel you're getting, but people do the hacking to figure out which one you are getting. Mm-hmm. Right. Someone has discovered that you can, in fact, get Yacht Club for the mm. mid 200s on really? some of those wow. last minute deals. A uh, last minute deal, huh? Okay. A last minute Priceline, you know, name your own price kind of thing, but you use these methods to figure out if you are being offered Yacht Club. And it's like <laughs> mid 200s a night. Hmm. Okay. See, that it, kind looks, of thing it, it looks like it could be a yacht, uh, a water room, a water view room too. I really hate booking through third parties because they always. Um, I don't know how Disney handles it. I think John, you've done it through a third party like that before, haven't you? Have you talking about booked Disney through yeah. a third party? Yeah. Didn't you say you've done like uh, Expedia or something? Many years ago. Okay. Two thousand nine. When we flew for a, a Christmas trip, I did everything, you know, like I combined the flight and the hotel and everything yeah. together through Expedia. Right. I just know in my experience using Expedia or Priceline, and it hasn't been Disney, but like Hilton's or rent, renting cars and stuff like that, they always treat you like you're a second-class citizen. And Like Hilton, for example, wouldn't give you... Hilton honor points for that stay because you booked through a third party and stuff like that. They wouldn't give you the free waters or whatever. And it's like, really just because you, you know, it's like you save five bucks on a room. Is it worth, because you wanted to make it streamlined and easy, (laughs) right? Is it worth (laughs) not booking through them? Uh, Yeah. They just try to discourage that. And I'm like, is I wonder is Disney doing the same thing in some way or another? I remember, well, we stayed at pop the time that I did that. And I just, I seem to remember the person at the front desk making some kind of comment. I want to say that had nothing to do with, I mean, I never felt any different the rest of the stay because all pop was, was a place to lay, lay our heads pretty much the rest of the time was park time. Yeah. Right. I mean, so nobody knew any different there. Yeah. (laughs) So that's just my, drawback that I've seen with booking through those sites is you don't get treated very well by the hotel or the rental car place in other cases too they just because you book through somewhere else they're like Psh, we don't we don't yeah, care I used to be one of those that used all those third party sites but yeah, when I started traveling for work all the time obviously I booked through our travel agency all right. the time and I started, you start amassing loyalty points, which right. end up working, which right. means when I traveled personally, I would try to use all the same brands that I used for work travel, and I would try to book directly through them so that I yep. could use my points, mm-hmm. I could gain my points. Yeah, no, that, that's where they get you. You, you tra- work travel a lot. Now you're super loyal. Like, I'm right. only going to stay at Hilton's because I'm a Hilton guy. I'm only right. going to fly Delta because I'm a Delta guy. Right. Or Marriott or IHG or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I still, I still use Expedia, but I tend to use it for most of the time. It's like these, we're on our way to Disney, and we decide we want to stop, start looking for a place to yeah, stay, like stop on the type way, things. Right, yeah. But I use it for that pretty much. 
right. uh, most of the time. Now, there have been times, like, for instance, this trip to Pigeon Forge, I actually used it for that, too, because apparently Dollywood, their Dream More resort, has nothing available, which is kind of interesting. Hmm. They have very little if you want to pay 450 plus. They still have something, but other than that, they're less, you know, more reasonably priced. It's not available, so uh, that should be interesting to see how that works out. But uh, and two, I can usually find a place that's good for a decent rate, like good space wise, even in some cases. So, since we're talking about the price of these rooms, mm-hmm. I wonder what percentage on any given night at the Grand Floridian of people that paid that full rack rate, which is like seven hundred dollars plus. Mm-hmm. Because there's usually some kind of a promotion, and I gotta assume a large percentage of those people did not pay rack rate. Yeah, I wonder too if, say, a celebrity like Stamos, because <laughs> John Stamos stayed there for his honeymoon, if he has probably an agent or somebody call on his behalf. Like, do they give a celebrity a deal too? I'm sure they're still paying like an insane amount, but you know what I'm saying. Like, do they just have special offers that they give? People like that. They give their loyal employees of the past pretty much because, I mean, he worked for ABC and Full House, right. so I guess does that count? <laughs> yeah, do they just comp it for someone like Stamos, or do they give him a special deal? And... I'm sure they try to extract every last cent out of the rich rich people that show up. That's what I was wondering. I mean, they can't just be like, okay, you're going to pay... I, don't, I wouldn't count on it. Rack I really wouldn't. I, mean, I feel like they would offer them something because... The the other thing is, you know, being seen in the parks and social media and all that, that stirs up more interest in coming. For I would say celebrities are, are more likely to stay for nothing than, than a average I would Jew. agree, yeah. I would tend to agree, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know they comp rooms, by the way, for people like Tim Tracker and things like that. We know they've done it, so. Oh, yeah, they comp for things that are going to get them reviews and stuff yeah. like that. Well, yeah, people yeah. that they know that they're, it's going to give them exposure. Yeah, right. So again, celebrities free free idea. advertising, right. pretty much. Anyway. Well, I guess it's not completely free if they come. Let's finish the breakdown of some of these layoffs, yeah. and then we'll get to some other news. I, I mean, this is going to be our big story, of course. Right. Twenty seven hundred is the number out of Disneyland. Twenty seven hundred non union. I mean, union is still being discussed. That so not everything here adds up to twenty eight thousand, but that's like the same as. Almost is Disney World, so it's they're saying it's all California's fault. Uh, doesn't seem like it. It yeah. seems like it's universal. Uh, it's universal's fault, Not literally. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely universal's <laughs> fault. Uh, <laughs> Disney Disney Vacation Club is laying off two hundred and seventy nine cast members. Yeah, I wonder which departments that is. If they're just going to scale back sales, what are they doing there? Yeah, it's a good question. We already talked about some of the performers that have been cut. Yep. We've talked about Yeehaw Bob. We've talked about the Grand Floridian Society. One other thing that is not related to the 28,000 as much is also the Morocco Pavilion is yeah. come under hard times. I did not know this. I'm assuming you guys did, that the Morocco Pavilion runs independently of the rest of World Showcase. Yeah. I um, did not know that. I've heard a uh, Epcot friendship boat driver talk about that before. Right. Yeah. So they're independent. They applied for a PPP loan, the Morocco Pavilion did, back at the beginning. And the sources are indicating that owners of Restaurant Marrakesh have emptied out their offices. All cast members have been officially terminated through an internal memo 
the longtime chefs have been let go with no severance pay, and the company is asking employees to pay back health insurance since being furloughed. Mm, that's awful. So Morocco Pavilion, I don't know what's coming back. I mean, they've reopened the pavilion, but the only thing you've got right now is the Spice Road table. Uh, Tangerine Cafe is also closed. Yeah. So they have the shops and Spice Road table and the museum, and that's that's it. Yeah, it's a great pavilion, so I hope that they'll be able to reopen Marrakesh, for example, at some point. I mean, I'm assuming Disney would take it over, right? Don't you think? Right. I mean, they're not just going to close off that pavilion. It's going to have IP in it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it'll turn it into the Aladdin Pavilion, I guess. Mm -hmm. They could make it an Indiana Jones Pavilion and have Belloc there trying to sell the idol. Oh, brother. (laughs) I started to think about that. I was like, yeah, they just need 2,000. They'll have a stunt show. That's what they'll do. They'll move the stunt show over to Morocco and have Indy try to get the idol back. So they <laughs> So the, the 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 last detail on the layoffs we've got. Yeah. We said we heard rumors about all stars. We heard rumors mm-hmm. that minivans are also getting maybe potentially all laid off. But the we do know for certain that all cast members from the NBA experience were laid off. Do you think the NBA experience will eventually reopen, or do you think it's just done? I think it's done. Unfortunately, before it got a chance. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be done, or. They may try to reopen it and salvage it at the end, and they'll have to slash prices, but I don't think it's going to. Depends. Uh, Bob Iger won't be there most likely, right? right. So yeah, he has the NBA connection. No. But the, they won't. Yeah. So It's kind of ironic that the NBA Finals is happening right now. <laughs> They're still selling a bunch of NBA experience stuff. I mean, I looked. I had the option of buying, I think, at least four or five different NBA-themed magic bands as part of my yeah. potential magic band order. Right. What I was going to say, though, is like you say you have an option to sell it. Does that mean, or So are they selling these things, or are they going to have to pretty much give them away? I mean, they're selling them. I think the, it was like 20 bucks for some of them, even with the discount for staying at a resort. I mean, well, I, I did. Well, that's op- what I mean. Yeah. I get that they're on sale, but are they selling them <laughs> is my thing. I don't know who's buying this stuff. That's what I mean. Anyway. Did you see about the dueling coffee shops that have taken up residence in the Grand Destino? Player run. I guess uh, I haven't. So so I forget which player it is. I think he's on the heat, and it's a, a top one. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But early on, apparently... Finding a good cup of coffee was difficult. The coffee shop in El Centro shut down early because there wasn't enough demand. And then there was not enough demand for the Barcelona Cafe, which was, you know, where a lot of people were getting it. So this one NBA player, and I'll have to go look up his name, set up an espresso machine. He had all this coffee equipment he brought with him, and he started selling coffee for like $20 a cup. What? <laughs> yeah, $20 a cup. And it's been selling like crazy. I think he called it like Big Boy Coffee or Big... It's some crazy name. And the players just love it. He'll do all sorts wow. of fancy drinks. And then Sweet. some staffer for one of the other teams, or I think it might have even been the Miami team, also started off like Little Boy Coffee, where he just brew, he just has like a coffee pot. And he just brews it and, and sells just black coffee for like three bucks a cup. Because he's like, sometimes... Lord. Yeah. So it's like there's these dueling coffee shops that are now in Grandestino. The, the NBA player is getting sent coffee beans from all around the country 
from people reading about this that they're trying to get him to, and he's going to start a coffee line when he gets out of uh, out <laughs> that's of pretty cool. Well, okay, that's a good long term strategy uh, for for him. But now we've got to figure out which rooms these ran out of, because I mean, there's going to be you know a lot of stories about this bubble in Grandestino that we need to we need to go track down. I wonder if this is where the coffee shop was. Yeah, I'm sure it's buried deep in the forums online if you care to dig that deep. But it'll be out there, I'm sure. We'll know what rooms certain players had, I'm sure. The last thing I'll say about the the layoffs is, you know, we've always tried to have an even keel here, and we hate Chapik, and we've loved Demaro. Demaro is the one that broke all this news because he is now the head of Parks. Right. But we did see that today, Josh Demaro was... Public in downtown Disney in California, mm-hmm. talking to cast members, letting them vent, cry. One guy said he thinks he would even let him punch him if he wanted. He looked defeated. Yeah. And he faced the music. So, I mean, I think it's terrible, but I applaud him for showing up and just taking yeah. it on the chin. Yeah. And you can tell it really affects him because guess what? He knows the cast members, unlike the uh, previous person to hold his position who is now ceo he actually spent time in the parks talking to all these people and it definitely affects him personally and i think that only speaks to his character and hopefully as future ceo that will continue and he will uh, continue to be a part of the parks you know eisner visited the parks frequently and i think as ceo i think that's a great thing you want to see the the people at the top take pride in the people that work for them and he is still the last CEO to do so. Yeah. At this point, just saying. Yeah. I won't say Iger hasn't done that, but I certainly haven't seen him except at openings. Well, or I mean, grand people openings. were very surprised that he showed up for the NBA experience because he showed up for literally nothing else. He showed up for Galaxy's um, Edge opening. He was there for <laughs> Avatar as well. Was he? He yeah. was there when. Because when... Galaxy's Edge, I remember seeing Chapik. I didn't remember seeing Iger. Uh, Iger showed up. Yeah, he was there because they have a picture okay. together there. He was there at uh, Pandora as well, opening, because James Cameron was there, among others. So, Well, my point being, if he were in the park as often as Eisner was, then it would make news more, because yeah. it would be more noticeable. It's not like he can't tell if Bob Iger's in the park. Yeah, it wasn't like Iger was in line for Space Mountain, and I saw him, you know, like... Right. Like It would be all over social media nowadays. Right. Eisner would do that. You know, he would go in and write stuff. And so. Of course, he didn't have to deal with social media, so maybe that's the difference. That's, that's true. It was pre-social pre, uh, media, so maybe maybe he wouldn't today if that was the case. But Yeah. He, he was relieved of his position. I guess MySpace might have barely been around when he was relieved of his Friendster position. His position but that's around. about it. So what? Friendster or Friendstar. What was yeah. that one? That was one of the early ones. I don't know. MySpace. I don't know. So that's the layoff news. I mean, we're going to keep hearing the negative stories, but we have seen increased attendance at the Florida parks. I do think eventually, you know, Disneyland's the only park that's not yet open. I do think we're going to still see problems with the cruise lines for a very long time. I think that's obviously going to be the last thing to come back. Yeah. Well, they still have December cruises, some of them, or the the, the later the latter half. They've only really done the first week or what what have you on they still have them on the books at this point the cdc was pushing for a no sale order to go out i think it was either until mid-january or like early february of next year and the white house did not agree with that 
And the compromise is that there is a no sale order only until November currently. But I am not convinced that there will be cruises in December. Well, I didn't say that I was either. I'm just saying as of right now, they have not canceled all of the year, even at this point. But would you get so, on a cruise right, right now? Right now? Yeah, he would right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you still got them antibodies. If you can trust that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it's not like you should just go out there and be reckless just because yeah. you have you've had it, right? Because you don't really know. There's a lot of unknowns. It's a it's a virus. Yeah, it's yeah. going into the unknown. Yeah, I just yeah. feel like Olaf. This will all make sense when I'm older. Sure. How old are you going to have to be? <laughs> like 45. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh. So before all this news broke, Disney made some uh, a splash, maybe some positive PR before the negative. Forever, Disney's cast has been trained on the four keys. The four keys for a Disney for Disney service are safety, courtesy, show, and efficiency. They have announced after a long time now they're going to have a fifth key, and that fifth key is going. To be inclusion is what they're calling it. Inclusion. And they're going to be rolling that out. So uh, the cast members are measured on these things and, and are rewarded. So they are now specifically calling out inclusion as like a diversity and inclusion thing as part of their five keys. I think this is a good step. I'm glad that they're making it core to their business. Yeah. But this has really been lost once they announce they're then going to not include 28,000 people in their employment base anymore. Right. I guess I need some more clarity on what inclusion means for especially like an everyday cast like member. Like a frontline right? cast I mean, member retirement? Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Um, maybe it's maybe it's doing something for guests. Well, I mean, don't they kind of do that now? Well, I mean, I, at least they're going to think long and hard about what they mean, and hopefully they have good measurements because, yeah, diversity and inclusion absolutely important and especially today especially today i mean disney for all its messages on inclusion still has a long way to go it's trouble fan base is yeah the (laughs) fan base is still overwhelmingly white the history of the stories have not been great i mean obviously song of the south is the biggest problem but there's a lot of others so i mean taking steps in the right direction is important and i'm glad they're doing it I would argue that ever since Iger took over as CEO, this has been a theme for right. for his tenure especially. So I think as far as CEOs, I think this is something that was important. They wanted to, to get it in stone before uh, Chapek took it away. <laughs> right, before he cuts back on their keys. We don't need five <laughs> yeah. keys. We need like maybe one. <laughs> Money. Cost That's cutting. the only one. Money. Anyway. So the next thing, speaking of Iger, is Iger has stepped down from the Economic Recovery Task Force of Governor Newsom in California. This comes on the heels that supposedly tomorrow we are going to be hearing, and this is the day that this probably will come out, we will be hearing the criteria for reopening theme parks in California. Upon getting the draft, Disneyland has come out and said, Please do not finalize these criteria. They're now saying, please hold the brakes after begging for them to come up with it. Apparently those criteria are not good. The rumors are that these criteria are going to include a limitation to 25% of capacity, advanced reservations required, and they can only sell tickets to people within a certain distance of the park. Yeah. I got this from the Fresh Baked people, but yeah, there's seven of these 
I guess you would say rumor, but he was pretty confident in this is what California's thing was, 25% capacity. And the other thing that I know Disney wouldn't like is 50% ride capacity and no indoor queuing. So, meaning... How are you going to get to some of those rides? (laughs) Right. Like Indiana Jones, for example, uh, Star Tours, I think, at Disneyland is pretty difficult to do that with. Well, one thing... They have more outdoor queues than, say, Disney World. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. They but have when you get to the, the ride itself, you there is at least always some indoor part, unless it is an outdoor ride. Yeah. So the thought there, I guess, would be you hold people outside, and then you let one group at a time walk straight to the ride, and then let the next group go straight to the ride, and then let the next group go. And I, I would agree with them that this is a worse scenario because now you're going to have all these people just filling up all the walkways. There's going to be no way to social distance out in the walkways. Yeah, because Disneyland is much tighter, obviously, than, than, say, Magic Kingdom or any of the Disney World parks. So it's a little more difficult. The other things were, of course, face masks requiring uh, pre-sale tickets that we already knew that. Restaurants would be at limited capacity as well. The last two were the biggest restrictions, and that was... 120 mile radius of the park. How do you even enforce that? Yeah, I, driver's license, I think, is or, or ID. Well, but what? Is how. What if? What if they're a transplant? Yeah, I I don't know. Again, they would have to show some sort of, you know, maybe maybe they would have to bring a utility bill with them to show that they live within 120 miles. I don't know. But that was another restriction. This is why Disney doesn't like this, by the way. The last one is probably the most difficult, and that is that the county that the park is in needs to be in the yellow tier of the uh, coronavirus color system that California has. And currently, Orange County is on red. So the, the four tiers are purple is the worst, red is under that, orange is after that, and then yellow is basically like everything can open. And I think California also has a three-week minimum for being on a particular color that they have to stay at that level for three weeks before they can move into another color level. So that would mean, at minimum, Disneyland couldn't open for at least a month minimum, probably more like two months minimum under, under this restriction. So if this yeah. is true, of course. I think Bob Agger left out of complete frustration that it was not going anywhere reasonable. And very similar to the reason why he left the whole business coalition, whatever you want to call it, that he was on early on in the Trump administration. And this is not being handled properly by the California government, Newsom Newsom in particular, in my opinion. I think it's trying to send a message to him, like put pressure on him. Well, I think, like, just look at the difference. In Florida, everybody came to the table. They actually discussed it. They, this is, they said, this is what you can do, and here's your guidelines. Well, let's just be clear. What happened in Florida is they came to the table, and then DeSantis is like, well, I'll do one better than that. Let's just do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it reached to that. But my, my thing <laughs> is, California is, in my opinion, being unreasonable. And I think that's the reason why Iger just walks. He walks whenever there's literally no production, nothing productive happening. I think that's what he did in the past, and I think that's what he's doing here. There's a middle ground between DeSantis and Newsom and where their stances are. Yeah. Because DeSantis' stance is 
equally ridiculous. Actually, probably more ridiculous. I would say at least Newsom has the pretense he's trying to save lives. DeSantis is just like, woo, it's a party. Yeah, because Florida is now like you can have full restaurant capacity and all this stuff. We talked about the. Did we talk about that? You can have. No, we haven't. It went to phase three after we had our episode. After our episode was recorded, Florida is now phase three, which says 100% restaurant and bar capacity. Masks are optional. The theme parks can go back to 100% if they want to. I mean, it is. That is Looney Tunes to to think that that's okay. Right. Right. And. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I know, Jason, if Disney announced tomorrow that, okay, masks are now optional, restaurants and the parks are now going to be full capacity, that you would probably cancel immediately, right? I would cancel immediately. Yeah. I would be on the phone and I would be canceling and asking for a full refund. I think a lot of people would. Here's my point on this. Disney, with what they have been allowed to do when they cre- they were allowed to create their own guidelines and it has yeah. worked in Florida, that's what they want in California and are not going to get is my problem and that's why bob walked yeah i mean disney i think will be the responsible one but i think the what we're the difference we're painting between the two governors is one is like do whatever you want and the other is like okay we're gonna be like super strict these have to be like extremely strict guidelines and i think there should be a happy medium here somewhere in the middle is where we should be but well we're not i do not believe for a minute that disney would just go free for all no like they wouldn't but again, they don't find what they're being t- asked or basically told to do in California reasonable as my thing. If Disney was to go back right now on their mask mandate and take DeSantis up on his offer, not only would I cancel my trip, I would strongly consider not supporting them in the future at all. Like, that's how serious that would be to me is like... You really don't care yeah, about anything. But we know Disney won't do that, though. They're but they do that. care. Yeah, We know they're not going to do it. And that's the reason why I'm going is because right. I'm not planning on stopping anywhere else in Florida except maybe to get gas. Yeah. Because I am not going to leave that Disney bubble like that. I trust the Disney rules more than I trust anything else in Florida right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, hopefully they will get some plans. I mean, by the time this comes out, hopefully there's going to be a little bit less restriction on California opening. Yes, hopefully. They will get something that they can open. Because they, they they're they ready to go. They said they're ready to go. They're ready yeah. to open right now. Yeah. And I know for a fact, like, if as soon as they could open, they would they would just open immediately. And it would just be like everyone trying to make reservations immediately. Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna not see what Disney World saw. Disney World saw a slow uptake. I think it would be. Yeah, you would see it sold from, out every day as far as capacity, which is going to be twenty five percent anyway. But we'd see both parks full every day as far as not full, full, but full to the new twenty five percent capacity. Just because there's so many locals. Do you think if they reopened, DCA would run their version of the food and wine as well? Just to- probably. Bump up sales. I'm sure they would. Why not? So, okay. Let's go to what's being built. We have construction updates. So despite all these things, construction is still happening. Some people think that this is in poor taste. I think this is smart because if you ever want to bring back all these people to work at Disney, people need to come to Disney. And the way you do that is to give them a reason to come, which is new things. Yeah. So 
it does not make sense to stop building things. Mm-hmm. One thing that I will hopefully see next week and I can take a picture of is they are, of course, redoing the It's a Small World entrance. And that is making progress. They now have signage up. So uh, have you seen the It's a Small World sign uh, been replaced and all the scrim that they have yeah. up? I mean, they've been working on this queue in some form or another over the last year. Right. So I don't but know. I mean, it, I think it's going to be, the, the, the rumor is they're moving the entrance potentially yeah. back to the original entrance. Well, this has been a bottleneck during peak crowds for, I don't know, since it park opened. <laughs> so it's just a, a difficult spot. So if they can find a way to make it less a congested. Adam, you and I once did a dead sprint through that area. Well, it was at park closing. <laughs> At at noon on most days with uh, pre-COVID, it was they had to have cast members with signs out trying to keep people uh, walking one side or the other. Hopefully, they're making it look as close to like the Disneyland one as possible. <laughs> it's all said and done. <laughs> I doubt it. They need to move the entrance over to Rapunzel's bathroom area. But anyway, the the next construction update. They have started working on the signs. So the 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 parking structure at magic kingdom where you you pay to park to repaint it for the 50th with dark blue and gold lettering i don't think this is going to take them a super long time because they're getting you know like one arch done per day so i think it looks pretty good yeah i think it looks better than it did yeah i I do like the new color yeah i like that dark color they might just keep that i think they need to go back to the original Uh, you know change things up but (laughs) i I like the color scheme you mean the 1971 Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gosh, did they even have a sign up there back then? I don't remember. Uh, it was less, less. Uh, what shall we say? Less dramatic looking. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> the best way. It was pretty basic, Disney basic. Yeah. We'll say that. So that's a couple of construction updates. Did you see any other construction that you caught your eye this week? I saw some pictures where they had a like a hole that you could see through into the Guardians area that was just you couldn't see anything. But people were freaking out over that. Ah, so maybe that's what they'll do. You know, we talked about construction walls being short back in Walt's day. Maybe they're going to make it a like the peep show version for <laughs> Walt Disney World nowadays. There would be a line for it if they had a hole in the the wall for people to see something. They would have to have a cast member over there telling people, "Okay, if you had to do thirty seconds, move on. Let somebody else look." Yeah, that'd be a new attraction. Guardians was one of the ones I was looking forward to as far as new attractions. I think it'll open next year. It should be something that still we haven't, for the most part, have not seen attraction-wise, right? Yeah. Backwards launch coaster, of course. With like a spinning ride vehicle or train, coaster train. Right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. This should be, hopefully by the time they actually get to open, it should still be state-of-the-art. I don't think anybody else is going to match it before then do we want to make a, so. a prediction now it's going to open what supposedly in like a year right something like that mm-hmm. so when that opens what do you think the peak time of day average wait time will be for the frozen ride because oh. we'll now have ratatouille and guardians open i don't think that they have the same audience though overall i think it'll be down to 25 minutes i was gonna say 25 yeah i mean it was already was decreasing back before this it's still holding steady at like a 55 i think even right now well I mean, 55 60 right even right now i mean is that really a fair comparison i mean right now the two attractions that hold weights the latest into the day are of course test track 
and frozen. Soren can get long wait times at times, but by the end of the day, it's basically a walk-on. Well, yeah. I guarantee you fast passes will be much more available for Frozen after Ratatouille and Guardians opens. Assuming we have fast passes again. but I think those will also be back. Yeah. Um, but there'll be a lot more Frozen fast passes out there. Well, yeah. You got to consider part of those, the wait time is because of the number of times it's down throughout the day. Both Test Track and Frozen suffer from that. Frozen not near as much as Test Track. Speaking of Frozen, I've seen a lot of people post the flickering eyes of Olaf. <laughs> right. It wasn't just Josh Gad this time. Yeah. I want... <laughs> Posting it. Is that our Josh Gad reference for this episode? <laughs> sure. Why not? I think we've mentioned him already, but... I'm going to say he appears in our episodes almost as often as he appears on Disney+. Plus. We should well, get him we, on the as a, as, a, as a Disney podcast, we are contractually required to <laughs> mention him in every episode. Right. It's, exactly. it's part of his contract right. <laughs> with Disney. So we've talked about all the people leaving, all this stuff. What's still getting to reopen? Well, Alani is going to open yeah. on November 1st. That's exciting. Uh, I wish I could right, go. Have you booked your trip yet? I will still not be there. I want to. Oh, I want to. Long pause. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you saw this, but beginning on October 15th, mm-hmm. Hawaii is going to enter into a new protocol for travelers. Okay. Time, uh, time. You will not be required necessarily mm to quarantine for 14 days. If you take a test within 72 hours of your departure Mm -hmm. and you receive a negative result, you can travel, you can arrive, and then you have no restrictions upon arrival. If you take tests within 72 hours, you travel and you have not gotten your result, as soon as you get your results back in and they're negative, no restrictions. Hmm. Otherwise, you must quarantine for 14 days. So it is possible to arrange a COVID test 72 hours or a few sooner before your trip and go and not have to sit around for 14 days. Hmm. I think there's still too many variables there, but I would love to go back to Aulani. Do you think they're going to throw any deals at I hope Aulani? So. Or do you think they're, I, I mean, <laughs> not like are they going to throw deals or are they going to try to just get the DVC members to just get rid of all these points that they want them to spend <laughs> like immediately? Well, I know they had a deal going on. Well, I mean, they still haven't sold Alani out, right? So Right. They did have deals. I mean, Alani essentially is a DVC resort that they don't... They still give deals to regular guests. Right now, on their website, they have a 35% off stay of five or more nights for the fall. So, Which, by the way, I don't know if you saw, speaking of DVC, you know when typically when they sell DVC... They offer deals, and they usually offer the best deals on the, like, Alani because they've been trying to sell it out forever. Yeah. They offer minor deals on, like, Riviera, and then they still sell Copper Creek. They call it sold out, but they sell it, but they offer no deals. The latest round of deals that DVC released has deals for all three resorts, and they are all the same. Hmm. So you can buy Copper Creek, Riviera, or Alani. It looks like they're just, like, buy whatever you want. We're not pushing Riviera anymore. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've looked at Riviera and overall. I mean, I obviously haven't done the tour like you have, and I just don't know. That would be pretty low on my list of ones I would do. I got to be honest. I think that's how a lot of people feel. That in fact, I even heard that they are offering deals on if you buy not those three resorts. If you want to buy another resort that they've you know purchased back points, they are also offering discounts on DVC purchases on those properties as well. Don't they have like a wait list on most of those properties though, or no? Well, maybe not right now. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm going to say, do they reset the wait list? 
I'm, I'm assuming they're just going down the wait list and everybody's like, yeah, I don't have the money to buy that right now. Thank you. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> I would do Copper Creek, perhaps. I actually like the way that one looks. I just pulled up Alani first week of December. You can get 340 bucks a night. That's 35% off rack rate. Good yeah, Lord. that thing is standard like view. usually like 800 bucks plus a night, right? Well, standard view, non-discounted, I think is like five something. Do you see the ocean from standard view? You can, depending on the room. You can. You can yeah, see it's a just partial. Like, it's just like view. finding these secret rooms like we were just talking about with Yacht Club. <laughs> yeah. Right. I had a standard view when I went and I could see the ocean. It was just like to yeah. the left. It wasn't a direct view, but. It's kind of like some of those, like if you read the reviews and reports on those value rooms or at Animal Kingdom Lodge, how some of them actually have a, a surprisingly good view and some of them actually kind of like accidentally, I guess, have views of animals. They're just not right in front of you. So, you know, you kind of get the best of both worlds in some cases that way. You get the best price and still get to see a little, a little something, you know, those type of things. Yeah. I booked a standard room for my trip and I'm hoping I... You know, sneak in a good upgrade or at least a good room. Well, I showed you. I thought ours was you. You said ours was Garden View was what it was I named, was, right? Yeah. I was staring at the dolphin and the tennis court, so I did not enjoy my standard view there. But the well, room I mean, that, was great. Yeah, that last picture that I sent was the exact room. That was the yeah. one I took. I, so, so tell me then, since you've seen the standard view, because I've heard Garden View is actually pretty good because the garden still sees water mostly. Yeah. I'm curious if you were me mm-hmm. and you were going, is it worth? Because the difference I think for a five night stay would have been five hundred dollars to get a water view. Five hundred dollars more. I honestly, if you put me there and if, if I had the same room I had, I probably would pay the five hundred more. Because <laughs> the room I had was literally I was watching people play tennis all day. But what was the it difference was... between garden and water? There was no garden available. Oh. Yeah. Because I tried to change my room. Because I had requested one. But after a day or two of trying, I just gave up. See, I feel like I do better when I don't even request one. Every time I request one, I don't get... Yeah. Not only do I not get good, but not get what I want. <laughs> I've, this is the first time I put in a request. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably one of the reasons, like overall, like that view and, you know, some of the other things we enjoyed was one of the reasons why I enjoyed Yacht Club so much. Yeah. So we'll we'll get into some of the reasons I think I'm going to enjoy it in just a second. But let's finish up what's all the other openings. When I get there, uh, first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along celebration will be back on. We're going to have some shows at Hollywood Studios. Do you think this will in any way help the wait times? But somewhat, maybe minimally, uh, but maybe Josh Gad will be there. Maybe. What if if Josh Gad is there? I'll ask him to be on the show. I yeah, do I remember. I do remember that a year ago when I was there, that even on then, I guess because it was September, that they 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 like had the cast members walk to just a little pass or right at half of the way on the theater, and that's where they stopped people <laughs> in the show we were on. They didn't even fill it up. So I, during a pandemic, I mean, they should have plenty of room in there to social distance. That's for sure. Yeah, They'll so. have signs on chairs like, don't sit here, and they'll spread it out. Oh, that's how they did it before. And will, will the desire be there unless it's, you know, they've decided to do Frozen 2 songs now? I mean, you know. I love the Frozen 2 songs, but anyway. Well, that's what I mean. Are they doing those now? They should incorporate them is my point. I uh, think it's going to be the original show. I'm sure it will be. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
Saturday is the last performance of the Disney Society Orchestra, which includes members of the Grand Floridian Orchestra. So that will be the last time you can possibly hear them play. And then we have Frozen coming. No relation there at all. (laughs) But we have one show ending, another show starts. So this upcoming Columbus Day weekend, when the hypocrite is going to Disney World, Mm -hmm. they have extended the park hours back to what they were when they opened in July. I'm going to say, is that your stage name? Yeah, I'm the hypocrite and the archaeology expert. Those are my my two (laughs) names now. (laughs) The Magic Kingdom will be open from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Epcot will be open from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Hollywood Studios, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And Animal Kingdom, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. I'm assuming this is because there's going to be crowds and we'll see, we'll see what it looks like. Um, The thing you were hoping to avoid. Yeah. I mean, crowds, as long as there's still a way to stay away from people and people socially distance in line and wear masks, I will be okay. And I am going to get tested the day after I get back. Is that enough time for it to show up the day after? Maybe. I I will also get tested the next week as well (laughs) Um, my workplace has surveillance testing that i can do for free every week so the the next thing i wanted to tell you is that with the extended hours there's other things that have been extended as well such as the hours for savi's workshop you can now get reservations that start after the park closes for instance there's a picture here of october 25th with an offer to go at 7.05 p.m. or 7.25 p.m. And Hollywood Studios closes at 7. Mm. Do you think they're just going to extend the hours? Or do you think this is how they've started having some of the restaurants opened after park closed? I think they're opening up the possibility. I know back in the day, they would change the hours like the day of in some cases. I don't remember the last time I've seen that. But, I mean, they did that like 20 years ago. I remember because I had it happen. They would mm. change the hours like the same day. I think it would be cool to build a lightsaber after the park's done. Yeah. Okay. It'd be fun. Walk maybe out of they, there with it on. That's what it is. Yeah. It'd be the last yeah, one. Yeah, go get your picture like Josh Tomorrow did in front of the Falcon. That would be good. Oh, yes. You know, speaking of the hour thing like that, the reason why I remember this, it was like circa 1999, right? Going to the Magic Kingdom. Or maybe it was in 2000. I can't remember. It was, more, it was in that era. And asking the guy at the guest relations about E-Ride is what it was called back then, which was a special ticketed event that you paid for, which we now call Extra Magic Hours, that you don't pay for. But when I asked him about that, he was like, well, but the Magic Kingdom is going to be open until 11 p.m. tonight. And I was like, it wasn't scheduled to be open to something like 9 originally. But I was like, and it was advertised as that everywhere else too, right? Except for they decided to extend it that day, I guess, because of popularity as that they saw in the numbers or something so they just all of a sudden decided to extend the hours you never see that anymore (laughs) well who knows maybe if tomorrow is is in the parks he might do something like that anyway keep it open folks another extension for the holiday weekend that i'm coming up on i can go to disney springs on friday or saturday and this will go for the i think all through october on the weekends uh disney springs is going to close at 11 p.m instead of 10 so get your shopping in folks yeah I think it was last weekend or the weekend before Springs hit capacity again. A lot of demand for Springs right now. Probably because it's the only thing to do in those certain hours, right? I mean... Yeah. I was going to say, are they opening, I guess... Because there was a time period when the bars were closed, 
but they reopen them and now they have the ability to do whatever they want with them, but I'm sure they're opening them to some degree, right? Yeah, I probably won't be intending any bars uh, there. I, I don't know. You need, to go, you need to go check out Jock Lindsay's, in my opinion. Uh, it's a pretty cool theme. You know, at least at least look at it, if nothing. Maybe you could just yeah, run uh, through it real quick. Yeah, I want to go there. <laughs> I just want to see all the little Indiana Jones. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's uh, neat to just perfect. look at the stuff in it, if nothing else. But, yeah, I don't know. It is kind of small, though, so you may not, yeah, it might not be too good to do with. Well, a couple of potpourri stories to to wrap us up today. It's you know the park reservation that goes the quickest is Hollywood Studios because it has you know sort of the least capacity, but another park has sold out well in advance. October thirty first, Magic Kingdom has already reached park capacity for all ticket types. So, hmm. I guess this is the closest we're going to get to a Halloween party. Maybe they're just hoping Disney will do something Special. a little different. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're like, can't do a Halloween party, but we're just going to book it anyway. Maybe they'll shoot off one firework. <laughs> yeah. That... <laughs> yeah, that's what like, they'll do. They'll have a firework cavalcade. They'll just like randomly just, shoot one firework. Okay. Just tomorrow is going to hold up a bottle rocket and a Coke bottle. Goes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? They could start doing that, right? Just do like a five-second firework show. <laughs> Yeah. Five seconds of fireworks, and then like 30 minutes later, they'll do another five seconds of fireworks. It's like, we're bringing fireworks back. Shoot the one off. Well, what they what they do is they play five seconds of Happily Ever After, but at random times. You yeah. know, it, it starts off, Until they ready to it. begin, and then that's all you get. Yeah. <laughs> They're just going to divide it up into <laughs> segments, and they'll, yeah. they'll have those five fireworks. <laughs> right. And then by the end of the day, they've gone through the you whole show. a complete show. show. Yeah. It's going to be really terrible for Tinkerbell whenever they cut it halfway down the zip line and she has to hang there. She's just like, and, then, and she's just like swinging back and forth. He's like, you hope you packed your pixie dust <laughs> for 30 minutes. Yeah. That's terrible. Uh, That's terrible. All right. So uh, the, the next potpourri topic, we talked about how we were going to go to the next D23 Expo, and it sounds like we're not going next year. <laughs> Nope. Like, we're gonna go to the next one in twenty thirty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll be happening in twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's September as well. So that's like it's usually like summer, but yeah. So maybe we can go in twenty twenty two. Mark your calendar, September twenty twenty two. We'll probably get an invite by then. We'll be so big, they'll just be like, "We need traveling with the mouse yeah. here." Can you guys be on a panel? That's probably what they'll say. Uh, yeah. That's that's exactly that's what we're shooting for. That we're going to be big enough to be on a panel come twenty twenty two. Yeah, we'll be on a panel. We'll be like, we really couldn't think of what to do for our next attraction, so we reached out to traveling with the mouse because they're the innovators. Yes, and 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 I'll come out and I'll be like, guys, I've got a great idea. Fast pass everywhere. <laughs> we're going to ride like- every ride in one day. That's the only thing that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. We're going to optimize the parks for oh. challenge runners, vacationers. They're not. We're not. Oh. We're not going for them. So, our last story for the evening is something that we uh, tried. Disney Plus has introduced Group Watch, so you can now watch with your friends even if they're yeah. not in the same room. And we tried it, and it and mm-hmm. it worked. 
So what did you have to do to get us invited, Adam? What was the steps? All you do is go to the movie or show or whatever it is you want to watch, and there's an option for creating a watch party. You can invite up to six people, and you copy a link and send it to your friends, and they click on the link, and they can watch it with you. And apparently they can pause and fast forward or whatever. Without your consent. Yeah, so, okay, that's interesting, but... But it will stream it essentially. So whenever the host, I imagine, hits play, it is it's just playing for everybody. Just push play. So right. This is how you're gonna get me to watch the shows I'm supposed to watch because we aren't reviewing yeah. this week because I haven't watched the movie. The I haven't watched the Rocketeer yet. You've watched like five seconds. The only way the only way that's gonna happen is if we can if since you're able to pause it, if we're able to just like take over your phone or something, that's the only way <laughs> that's yeah. gonna happen. I'll just be sitting here doing work one day and the Rocketeer is going to pop up on my screen. (laughs) Right. I'll just be like, who started that? Just watch it while you're driving to uh, Disney. Right. Okay. Nice recommendation there, Adam. (laughs) I'll do a watch party while you're driving. (laughs) Sounds good. We might be recording (laughs) while I'm driving. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Multitask, man. Multitask. If I can do it from the Grandestino lobby, I mean, you can do it while driving. I see no difference there. What if I can get in the Grandestino lobby? Say, you know, yeah, do it with LeBron. Good. It'll be over by the time you get there. Just open and say you're going to buy a $20 coffee. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because at this rate, I'm predicting a clean sweep. So it'll be over by the time you get to Disney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, as we said, I'm going on a trip. So I'll be there at the Yacht Club Thursday through Monday. If you're there, say hi. But I will be providing a trip report when I get back. But you know, I hope to I hope to get some food and wine stuff. I have I have a couple of good dining reservations. I have a uh, be our guest dinner currently booked that I get to five minutes before park close. So I'm hoping to walk out of an empty Magic Kingdom. And I have a uh, our favorite restaurant, Adam Tiffin's, five minutes before park close. Yeah, our favorite tapas restaurant. <laughs> our favorite what? They took the they took tapas. the duo of venison off the menu. By the way, I looked. Okay. So that dish has, but the, the whole fish that I ordered, which mine wasn't a tapa, I had a literal whole fish. You guys just didn't do your research because I read about that restaurant and I knew what you ordered was going to be bad. I do fish pretty much everywhere I go. But I'm not committed to going to any of these places. If I see that they are not socially distancing in these restaurants, I'm just going to cancel all those reservations. I do have an interesting breakfast reservation for my Magic Kingdom day. It's this place called the Wave of American Flavors. I've heard it's really good. They have great parking. I've heard that too. So I've heard. Uh, the wave is really good actually it is it is i've heard that people move their reservations a lot at that restaurant i don't know what the reason is (laughs) they left the reservations open but they actually don't have any staff there anymore it's just (laughs) yeah no it's gonna be hopefully fun there is of course a chance that i won't be going depending on a million variables between now and then but as it is right now i'm pretty excited that i have something to look forward to Vacation Jason's coming back to Disney. You guys should be buying Disney stock. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. It's going to spike that, that weekend. Oh, sure. I own Disney stock. Yeah. They're going to say it's because of the vacation crowds, but Disney knows. The moment my credit card gets swiped in at the hotel, they're going to be like, oh, guys, guys, Jason's he's back. Here. He's back. <laughs> he's back. They're going to have like a, a sing and, and dance number. Uh, they're going to have a party. Right when you arrive. Yeah. A welcome number for you. Maybe tomorrow we'll fly in and, and try to catch up with me. Yeah, we'll get him on the show. Call us. 
Yeah, that would be anyway. good to get. Who, who, if you had to pick, would you rather have tomorrow or Josh Gad? Tomorrow. Yeah, I'd <laughs> take tomorrow. And Sorry, I'll Josh Gad. We love you, though. We still want you on the show, but, you know, it is a Disney Parks show. There you go. All right, well, I think that about wraps it up. If you want to find out more about our show or you want to get merch, there's lots of places to do that. Where can we do all that? Oh, well, you can find us on social media. You can find us at um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And he mentioned the merchandise, of course, so you can find that on Spreadshirt. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash Podcast. And, yes, we do have masks available on there as well. And we have a website. If you forgot all those things, you can go to travelingwithamouse.com and find links to all those things and more, including our YouTube channel. So you can click the link there. Or just go to YouTube and find Traveling with the Mouse and subscribe. You can also uh, email us, podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. So, for Josh Gad, John, Adam, (laughs) and Jason, this has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we hope you join us on our next hypocritical Disney trip. So, are you guys excited if my mom's able to get her photos from her trip in march of 1972 yeah that would be cool i would be excited to see that i asked her if she rode the sky buckets she couldn't remember oh i have footage of riding the sky buckets via 1999 maybe i should put that one out there